morning. Welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prado, and today I am talking about two gardens, Eden and Gethsemane. We'll start with a scripture from Genesis 2, 8 to 9. And the Lord planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he put the man who he had formed. And out of the ground the Lord made to spring up every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Well, right now it's July, it's garden season, and everyone in my rural county in North Georgia has a garden, it seems. The tomatoes and yellow squash are coming in gangbusters. People around here are pretty self-sufficient. They know how to fish for lunch, shoot dinner, maintain a garden, skin a deer, and barbecue a hog. They keep their tractors running and their farms afloat. It's pretty here, too. As a result, from working the land, people cherish the land. They're good caretakers. A lot of people around here keep gardens. Now, personally, I do not like the outside. I know it's there. I see it outside through the window. I don't need to go into it. Now, a few years ago, I helped someone with their garden. These married friends had a really large garden, but they went away on vacation. And since it needs tending almost every day, they asked me to look after it while they were gone. And they said I could eat the produce from the garden and also share it with others. So I said yes. I don't have experience with gardens and such. I'm from Maine, and the growing season is so short. It barely makes it worth it to put a garden in. So when I helped my friends in their garden, I picked the yellow squash, cukes, and tomatoes. I was battling bees and wasps. There were lots. The squash blossoms were huge and inviting to the insects. And apparently none of them had declined the invitation, and hence there was a lot of buzzing to battle also need to check for snakes in the underbrush because, well, Georgia has snakes. And apparently my fig latex allergy isn't limited to fig latex, but any plant from the tomato, squash, or cuke family. And my friends had planted tomatoes, squash, and cukes. So I emerged the first day with huge welts that burned and stung and itched. So I was sure to wear long sleeves and gloves the next day. Now here's another scripture from Genesis 2, 15 to 17. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may surely eat of every tree in the garden, but... The tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in that day you eat of it, you shall surely die. I remember coming home and putting the produce that I'd picked in a sink of water that also had vinegar in it. And when I plunged it all into the water and let them soak, you know, the maggots kind of came out 
And that was pretty gross. Gardening may help the dinner table, but it seems to me that the gardener is exposed to so many irritants and dangers in order to make it yield. Now, all gardeners and farmers know this, but it is stressful and difficult to work the land. It didn't start out that way. Initially, in the Garden of Eden, the Garden of God, as it's called in Ezekiel 28.13, it was easy to work the garden, and it was beautiful with no thorns or irritants or stinging insects or venomous snakes. Two greatest perfidies that ever occurred on earth. Both took place in gardens. The man and the woman disobeyed God in the Garden of Eden. There was one rule. Don't eat from the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But they did. Why? Satan told them to which apparently at the time was more compelling to them than when God told them not to. Now, Satan is apparently a cherubim, or, or anyway, the highest and most beautiful angel. Yet evil was found in his heart, and Satan, whose given name um, is, I think, Lucifer, determined to go to war against God and supplant him. You can see this in Ezekiel 28, 15, and Isaiah 14, 13 to 14. So Lucifer came down to the garden. As Ezekiel 28, 13 says, you were in Eden, the garden of God. And he entered the serpent and spoke to Eve and Adam. And he said, eat the fruit. Hath God said, you surely will not die. They ate. And they died. Betrayal. Satan sinned in heaven, and now he had brought sin to the man and woman in the garden. Garden was forever changed from a beautiful place with plants and animals and humans who were at peace with God to a thorny place at war with him and each other. Genesis 3:17b to 19a says, Cursed is the ground because of you. In pain you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you. And you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread. When Jesus had spoken the words, or God, he went out with his, oh, sorry, John 18, 1. This is a verse that says, when Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples across the brook, Kidron, where there was a garden, which he and his disciples entered. Now, Satan had entered into a serpent and brought the deepest evil known to mankind, which was sin, or as R.C. Sproul says, cosmic treason. And Satan did it again, except this time he entered into a human and brought the deepest evil known to mankind. When Judas kissed Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, betrayal, direct betrayal against the man of God. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, sit here while I go over there and pray. 
Matthew 26, 36. In the Garden of Eden, there was temptation. Satan tempted Eve. In the Garden of Gethsemane, there was temptation also. Jesus asked the disciples to remain awake with him so they would not be tempted. We read this in Matthew 26, 40 and 41. It says, And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So you could not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. So Judas came along with a great crowd while Jesus was speaking to the disciples about prayer so as to resist temptation. While Jesus spoke of the coming temptation, Judas arrived. And inside Judas is who? Satan. Satan had entered into Judas Judas earlier that evening as Judas departed the final Passover supper. Luke 22.3 And went to find the cohorts to arrest Jesus. So once again, Satan inhabited a being and tried to foil God's plan. In the Garden of Eden, man was the highest he could be. He had been created perfect and blameless by a perfect and holy God. In the Garden of Gethsemane, man was the lowest he could be, betraying and selling out the God who created him for the price of a slave and betraying the friend Jesus who had been to him for three years. And he did it with a kiss. In one, Satan inhabited a serpent, and in the other, Satan inhabited a man. In one, man walked perfect and blameless. In the other, garden, Jesus as God-man walked perfect and blameless. In one garden, the first Adam. In the other, the last Adam. Sin has corrupted all the gardens on the entire earth, including the one I had worked in. There are weeds and thorns and snakes and bees and wasps and prickers and allergies. Creation groans for the release from the curse pronounced on it in Genesis 3. But the beauty that was lost in the Garden of Eden will not always be lost. We have hope. Jesus reconciled man to himself at the cross. He came as the last Adam to be the sacrificial lamb, to endure all God's wrath for all the sin that happened at the Garden of Eden and every day since, and to impute his righteousness to his elect. Creation groans under this curse, but one it did not bring on itself, Romans 8.22 but in that first garden, God gave us hope. At the conclusion of all things, he will reconcile the earth. He will restore all things. In the future, his entire creation will become the garden he intended it. And what a day that will be. Well, this has been another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada, and I hope you all have a wonderful day.